A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. In the House with Ken and Jared is brought to you by Universal Roof and Contracting. Our Ask the Expert weekend continues with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 1045 WOKV. Hello, good morning. Welcome. Another edition In the House with Ken and Jared. Hi, my name is Jared Malik. Sometimes sitting next to me is my father, Ken. Uh, today is not one of those times. Flying solo today. Would love for you to be a part of this show called In the House. I own a business. It's called Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, throughout the week, we help people with their roofing, siding, and window needs. And then every weekend, come in and answer your home improvement questions. Now, what types of questions can you call in with? Really, anything having to do with home improvement, uh, structural questions, electrical, plumbing, uh, anything having to do with home improvement. If you have a, a water leak somewhere, you want to know how to uh, figure out what it is or stop it, uh, perhaps. Perhaps uh, you're thinking about re- doing a remodel or an addition. You want to know what uh, what type pays off. Uh, maybe you're thinking about uh, doing a project. You want to know whether or not a permit is required. Uh, really, anything having to do with home improvement. I am. Uh, uh, I hold four state licenses here in the state of Florida. Uh, started out originally got my residential contractor's license, which allows me to do uh, new home construction, uh, any uh, any uh, structural work uh, uh, from ground up to remodels, additions on uh, residential homes. And then uh, I got my building contractor's license, which allowed me to do residential and commercial up to three stories. And then uh, after that, I got my general contractor's license, which allows me to do work on any structure, uh, regardless of the size. And then uh, I'm also a roofing contractor as well. So I personally hold four state licenses and uh, would... um, uh, love to uh, chat with you about any sort of home improvement question that you have. Uh, the number to dial here is 340-1045. Again, 340-1045 with your home improvement questions. If you want to email me a question, maybe you're shy or just don't like the sound of your voice on the radio, or you just don't want to chat, you just want to type it, uh, you can send me an email. It's questions at universalroofjacks.com. Again, questions at universalroofjacks.com. Or you can go to the website inthehouseshow.com, and uh, there's a link there to email a question. So uh, any of those ways are a great way to be a part of the show. I do have some stuff on my talk agenda to get to as, uh, today. We want to do some uh, different projects that we're working on and some home improvement information that I want to give you. But the best part of the show is really you, our great listener. Uh, and so if you want to call, it's 340-1045. Again, 340-1045 with your home improvement questions. Uh, and uh, um, even though my business, we, we have a tendency to focus on roofing, siding, and windows, any type of home improvement question is okay. But, you know, we uh, I want to take a, a moment here and, and talk about roofing and, and weather. Uh, you know, it's um, 
lots of people are saying that uh, this is uh, going to be a bad uh, storm year. Uh, there's they talk about El Nino and all of this stuff, and I don't know about any of that. Uh, I'm I am not a weather expert. Uh, I am, however, um, a construction expert, and uh, and uh, I. Uh, uh, look at houses uh, here in North Florida, Jacksonville area all the time, and uh, there are uh, a lot of homes uh, that uh, where their roof is not up to the condition that it needs to be in in order to get through that next uh, that next storm season. We've had some some pretty bad weather already this year, and it's uh, and it's really you know just um, the beginning of the year. We're just in spring right now, and we've already had quite a few storms. And so if you want to have your roof inspected, um, I'd uh, be honored to send one of my guys out to take a look at it, uh, to uh, take a look at um, uh, your issues. It's uh, 647-3907 is, uh, is uh, our phone number to have one of our guys come take a look at it. And, um, uh, of course, area code 904 uh, and our website, universalroofjacks.com, uh, is, uh, is the number uh, or is the e- email address uh, to, um, uh, to, for us to take a look at it. Uh, it's our website, universalroofjacks.com. All right, so uh, let's do a t- uh, an email question uh, here really quick. Uh, it says, uh, who do you recommend for hurricane-proof windowing uh, is an is a email question that we, that we got this morning. So um, Renewal by Anderson uh, is, uh, is a great company for, for window replacement. Uh, when we look at uh, hurricane-proof windowing, windowing uh, that term, there is no such thing as hurricane-proof. Um, there are storm windows or hurricane resistant windows, uh, but proof is a um, uh, is a not a term that we would necessarily use. You know, the thing is, is that if we get true hurricane force winds, uh, the uh, the entire wall may blow away. The entire uh, home may blow away. And so because of that, it's there's really no such thing as, a, as hurricane proof. And so, um, uh, so I would not use uh, that terminology. There's hurricane resistant. There's uh, storm windows. Uh, there's impact glass you know those are all terms that we would uh, that we would use but not necessarily hurricane proof uh, renewal by anderson uh, is uh, is a uh, is uh, a specifically the uh, replacement window division of uh, Anderson Windows. Uh, uh, Renewal by Anderson, great uh, installer and manufacturer, and um, so that's who I would recommend. Uh, their phone number, 904-222-8064. Again, area code 904-222-8064, or just renewalbyanderson.com. Uh, all right, let's go to Juan in Mandarin. Uh, Juan, you are in the house. How can I help you this morning? Uh, good morning. Um, I've got a question. I, I'm, we are redoing the front of our house. We put in new pavers, expanded our driveway. Now we have the entry scoop area, and we want to change our round columns to square, but uh, we also want to put light fixtures on it and uh take up the tile and put new tile. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been trying to call a lot of little handyman uh, folks, but 
seems like nobody really cares to come out and take a look at it. And I don't know if you need a permit, if you need licenses to do those three projects in the same area. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if you're adding electrical in general, if you're adding electrical to an area, it, it doesn't the, – the round columns obviously don't have lights in them now, right? Correct. Yeah. So so adding the electrical to that area would require um, a licensed electrician to be able to do that work. Uh, and so – and then that licensed electrician uh, most of the time would pull a permit. If you asked most municipalities – uh, uh, whether or not that would require a permit, they would say yes. Now, many times with those round columns, uh, most of the time there's a support beam that is on the inside, and then that round column is just a decorative uh, piece that goes around it. And sometimes uh, that round column is the structure of the column itself. So um, how you handle uh, you know, refacing that column and making it a square column instead would depend on what the structure itself is. Um, so uh, most of the time, though, it's going that's going to be a decorative piece. So usually, what we what contractors would do is remove that decorative piece and then just reframe around that um, that post that is in within that column. Now, the easiest way usually to bring electrical into that, you really only have two spots, right? You have the top or the bottom. Uh, th that's how you're going to be able to get electrical in. Usually in the bottom, uh, is uh, it would be on a slab, so you'd have to cut into the slab to bring it. Most of the time, the top of the column would usually go into the, uh, the under roof area or the attic area. So that's usually the easiest way to bring that electrical in is through the top of the column. So usually what we would do is do some sort of uh, junction box or connection to, um, to an existing uh, electrical in the attic if there is some. If not, then you would have to run a new wire from the um, uh, from the breaker box, wherever that is, the breaker panel, and then run the electrical over to that area. And then obviously you you need to put a switch somewhere. Usually it'd be by the you know by the front of the home. So you really need now you this this is not necessarily usually a single person that would do this because you have a, you know a trim carpenter who would necessarily do the you know the trim part of the column and then you'd have an electrician who would actually do the electrical part so i think it's more likely that you're that you're going to have to use two people as opposed to one um, uh, and you know this is not a huge project right so if you call it general contractor a lot of general contractors you know are just the way their business is set up is it's set up to do larger projects uh, and so because this is kind of small it's not like it's a you know $30,000 remodel or something is just a small project, you are going to have a harder time getting somebody to do that type of project as opposed to a larger one. Now, in my business, I'm, I'm a general contractor, but we our business just has a tendency to focus on roofing, siding, and windows. That's what we specialize in here in, in, uh, in North Florida. And so it's not something that I can really um, – uh, you know, help you out with. Um, uh, we don't do electrical here, and so. Uh, but if you call my office, I can refer an electrician to you. Um, uh, and my office is six four seven thirty nine zero seven. Again, six four seven thirty nine zero seven. Does that help, Warren? Yeah. Well, it it does, and I was trying to avoid uh, me to act as a general contractor, get the electrician, 
get the tile guy, get the carpenter, get the stucco guy. I was looking for someone that would organize all those three trades or four trades. Um, but it seems it's, uh, you know, a 100-square-foot area uh, is not big enough for a lot of folks. And like you said, there's not one person that does it all. Yeah, I mean, there are. Like, I, I mean, I have guys that work for me who have all of those skills, right? So, but, but again, it's it, when you hire, when you're having a general contractor, it's, it's usually the large. I mean, you're just going to pay more for that. And so, I, I'm confident you can find somebody to do it. It's just whether or not. The, uh, if they're tr- coordinating all of those things, is it worth that additional money, if, or is it better for you to just coordinate those different things? Because they're different skill sets. You know, the the uh, it's a a tile craftsman versus an electrician versus a framer to frame in the columns. I mean, they're they're, they're just different skill sets. So uh, so usually true craftsmen have a tendency to focus on or they're better at some things than others. And so uh, – but there are guys. Like I have guys who, who you know, can do all of those skills. Um, it's just that in, in – as I said, in, in North Florida, we just don't focus on that. So um, Okay, great. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thanks, brother. Really appreciate your call. Good luck with that, uh, with that project for sure. Uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, – do I have time to take one more before we take a break? Yep. All right. So let's go to Bert in Interlochen. Bert, you're in the house. How can I help you? Yes, I'm building a house in uh, Putnam County in Interlochen, mm-hmm. and they haven't put the electricity in the house yet. Uh, it's a off-frame modular. I want to put a transfer switch so that I can hook a generator to it to lose power for some period of time. Yep. And is that something that I can do permit it, or do I need to get an electrician to do it? So I, you know, I've been doing construction from the time I was a little kid, and uh, and I'm pretty handy. I can do a lot of stuff, and I'm licensed to do a lot of stuff. And I would not install a transfer switch myself. Uh, I would have my electrician do it. Um, so. It, it, when I look at whether or not to tackle a project yourself or whether or not to hire somebody, I, one of the first things I look at is what are the consequences if I do it wrong? Uh, and so painting, wood replacement, tile, all of those things, you know, if, if you do it wrong, it may not look as good as if you hire a professional. But the consequences if you do electrical wrong is that you could die or your house could burn down. So in general, especially on something as complex as a transfer switch, you know, replacing a light, a, a receptacle, not that big of a deal, right? It's pretty simple. Doing a transfer switch is definitely an advanced process. So I for sure would re- hire an electrician. And But I love the idea. I think it's a phenomenal idea uh, to have the transfer switch so that that way if we go without power, you can hook the, the um, uh, uh, you know, alternate power up. Uh, I think it's a phenomenal idea and uh, um, and I encourage you to have it done. And yes, a permit is required for that. 100% a permit is required for that. So uh, thanks, Bert, for that, uh, for that question. We've got to take a quick break. Uh, there's a line open for you if you want to call with your home improvement questions. 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You're listening in the house on News 1045 WOKB. Hey, hey, welcome back in the house with Ken and Jared. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. 
Number to dial, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. My name is Jared Malik. I own a business, Universal Roof and Contracting. Throughout the week, we help people with their roofing, siding, and window needs. I'm a general contractor, and I answer your home improvement questions here every week. All right, let's go uh, back to the phones. Let's talk to Chris in St. Augustine. Chris, you're in the house. How can I help you, brother? Uh, yes, sir. I'm, I have a well pop at the house, mm-hmm. and I have a garden top in the master bedroom, and it's not putting out enough pressure to even fill that tub halfway up. How can sure. I fix that? Yeah, so, uh, well, when we look at, we look at the amount of water flow and then we look at the water pressure itself, obviously it is limited by the size of pipe that actually goes into the home is one of the limitations. The other is, is by the pump itself. Uh, you can, many of the, um, uh, well pumps and, uh, 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 and pressure tanks do have adjustments on them so that that way you can adjust the amount of pressure. A lot of times the tanks, the default setting is around uh, 25 to 30, you know, sometimes 28 PSI. Uh, so you can lower that uh, or, or increase it. Uh, before you do any increasing of the the PSI for the for the tank, you do want to shut the power off first, uh, just to take a look at it. Uh, if you uh, go out and take a look at the manufacturer, and then um, uh, you know Google how to adjust the pressure setting, uh, then uh, then that you should be able to find specific instructions on that individual manufacturer. Some of them have just a dial that you turn where it has set amount of PSI. Some of them it's just you put a screw in and then adjust it up or down, but it doesn't necessarily tell you the adjust, uh, the exact PSI. And then a lot of times you have to take a uh, like a tire pressure gauge and uh, uh, it has it on a lot of times on the top or the side of it where you can actually check what the PSI currently is. So you can adjust. Um, uh, you can adjust that, and then sometimes as well, uh, you can add an additional uh, pressure booster to the line. Uh, so that is an, an option as well. So I'm coming to the end of this uh, break, but good luck with that uh, with that uh, adjustment uh, of your um, uh, of your well water water pressure. Good luck with that. Three four zero one zero four five is the number to dial here. All right, quickly let's go to Brian in Ponte Vedra. Uh, wants to discuss the uh, transfer switch that we we're talking about a little bit. A little bit ago. How you doing, Brian? Doing well. Sorry, Ken couldn't be with you today. He he usually isn't. You know, I've I've considered uh, changing the show just in the house with Jared, but the adding Ken to it it just sounds so much better. But he uh, you know he's my dad and he gets to uh, vacation more than I do, and so uh, but that's okay. I want him to. He's probably out fishing or something. He I think he is. Um, Hey, about that transfer switch. There's a, a very simple system that can be installed, um, all it is, it, it's called Protran, P-R-O-T-R-A-N, and I have the model number if you want it, or people can Google it, but it has two meters on it for um, A phase and B phase that um, is really, really nice because you can select circuits. Uh, if you want your media room to work or you want your refrigerator to run, your kitchen to work, you can do all this with this one simple transfer switch, um, and it can be installed by a homeowner. You don't necessarily need an electrician to do it, although I would recommend it because I am licensed as a state certified. Yep, uh, 
Sorry to cut you off. We've got to take a, a hard break here. But hold on, Brian. I want to chat with you a little bit more about this in the next segment. You're listening to In the House with Ken and Jared on News 104.5 WOKV. Be right back. The Expert Weekend continues with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 104.5 WOKV. Hey, hey, welcome back. That's right, In the House. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Hi, my name is Jared Mellick. I own Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, we're your local roofing, siding, and window contractor. I do this little home improvement show uh, called In the House where we answer your home improvement questions. Love for you to be part of the show, 340-1045, uh, or I'd love to be a part of your next um, window, roofing, or uh, uh, siding project. My office number, if you want to give me a call, is 647-3907. Again, 647-3907. Uh, before the break, we were talking to Brian in Ponte Vedra Beach. Uh, welcome back to the show, Brian. Sorry we, uh, we got cut off. We had a hard break that we had to get there. That's okay. I understand the, uh, the uh, circumstances that you're under. So, um, so yeah, so let's talk about um, um, uh, transfer switches in general just so that people understand what we're, what we're talking about. Uh, so the idea with the transfer switch is that it uh, cuts off the power from – well, it, it, let's say that you're, you have a house, uh, power goes out, um, and you want electricity still at your home. Uh, then the transfer switch actually cuts off the power uh, that would uh, – cuts the line that would be coming in from the, uh, from the outside from the power company uh, and allows you to uh, have your own power through s some sort of generator. Now, what has happened uh, years ago, I saw a number of news stories where uh, in hurricane times or the power's out, people would actually plug a generator into their home, which then would backfeed the power uh, back into the power lines. And there's a number of, uh, of, um, uh, of people who got injured because the, the power was backfeeding back into the lines, right? And and so the yeah. idea with this is that it stops that transfer of power uh, so people don't get hurt. That's the main principle to it, correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Um, you're right about that. It, um, it cuts off the neutral, which is what the backfeed is. Um, that goes back to the utility company, and that's when the guys working the lines get hurt. Um, this system here that I've stumbled upon um, isolates the neutral. So it's just going straight to your house, and it doesn't go back to the utility company. Now, this system that I have, um, that I have in my own home, actually, um, it has um, eight circuits on it, and two of them can be used for 220. So you can run your air if you want to. Huh. But um, I have mine set up to run my landscape lighting and my front door light. Um, my microwave and, you know, my kitchen, my refrigerator, everything. And it is fantastic. And I've tested it several times. I test it every year. Um, I've never had a problem with it. It has two meters on it that indicates, you know, what your balance is and everything. And, and you may have to move some things around. 
it's no big deal. Um, it's really easy. A do-it-yourselfer can handle this project um, easily, and it's no different than putting in a, an outlet. But um, this the system I have, this transfer switch, is fabulous. Um, I have a 7,500-watt, um, well, 7,500 kW um, generator. It's portable. And um, you have an umbilical cord that runs from the transfer switch to the generator. Um, it's so simple. Yeah, I haven't used. I, I haven't heard of the uh, of the ProTran, which is the one that you just you know, you know called in about. Which actually, during the break, I was reading about it. It, it does seem pretty interesting. Actually, it's. Uh, I was going to look at it some more after the show, but uh, it does look like a pretty good option, pretty good, uh, reasonable option uh, as a transfer switch. So, thank you so much for calling in with that. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, Jared, it's really cost effective, and you don't have to have a standby generator. You can run. Basically, your whole house. Um, I have everything isolated, master bedroom, um, media room, um, everything um, is all isolated. And it's so simple if you just follow the directions. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, If you want. Thanks, man. If you want to take his line, it's 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Now, obviously, you still need, even with, you know, with a ProTran uh, transfer switch or any transfer switch, uh, it is, you're just, uh, there's, well, there's automatic and manual. This is a, that one that he's talking about is a manual version, which means you have to physically, uh, you know, you do the transfer. Uh, there are automatic ones. So if you have a, a whole home backup generator, there's ones that would automatically transfer uh, to the uh, to the backup generator with uh, the um, manual version, you have to manually do it, and then um, obviously the generator still has to uh, supply enough power uh, to be able to supply whatever areas uh, you want to work. But I, I do like uh, whole home uh, backup uh, backup power supplies or backup generators. Uh, I think it's uh, definitely a, a good thing to have if your power goes out. Uh, it's certainly a good thing to have. You will wish that you had one if you if your power goes out for any time period. All right, so I want to talk about um, uh, a, a special that we're having right now uh, uh, for April. April is our uh, customer appreciation month, and uh, you um, this month we're having a special uh, 10% off either a roof repair or replacement, uh, any siding material, uh, any siding job, uh, or seamless gutters. So if you're thinking about doing any one of those projects, either a roof repair or replacement, uh, uh, James Hardy siding installation, or seamless gutters, we are having a special within our business uh, this month, uh, 10% off of those things. Uh, when you call in, uh, just let them know that you want to take advantage of our uh, customer appreciation special. Our office number is 647-3907. Again, 647-3907. Uh, and uh, just reference uh, that April uh, customer appreciation special, 647-3907, uh, or visit our website, universalroofjacks.com. Again, universalroofjacks.com, and uh, you can take advantage of that uh, of that special. Uh, and I uh, want to thank, um, uh, you know, uh, a few weeks ago we had um, – 
uh, went out to uh, Habitat for Humanity and uh, helped uh, build a, a house, and it was just so much fun. Thanks to all my people, uh, all my employees and, and people associated with my office uh, for coming out and helping. It was just such a great time. I got to see uh, there was about 25 of us, uh, of my people who, and I, who all went out and and, uh, and helped, and it was just such a, a fun time. It, it was amazing. Uh, Habitat for Humanity, they have their stuff together. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're actually really good. I've been in construction my entire life, and and it's amazing how they take, can take uh, people with uh, a lot of skill, people with uh, uh, some skill, and people with no skill, and get them all working together to um, uh, to come together to build a, build a house. And so, special thanks to Habitat for Humanity for allowing us to come out and and have fun with them. I know all my people really enjoyed it. So, all right, let's go to Barry in St. John. Uh, Barry, how you doing, man? Doing good. How can I help um, you? Got a plumbing issue. About a month or so ago, I replaced a valve on the supply line for uh, a toilet in my hall bath. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that, after I flush the toilet, once the tank fills up, I get this moan sound that comes from the wall behind the toilet. Mm-hmm. And also I've noticed about that same time, I'm getting a little bit of, it's like there's in the kitchen sink, and as far as I know, that's the only place it does it. Uh, Turn on the faucet, and it's like you little, uh, like there's air in the line or something. And mm-hmm. I don't know how those two are connected, but the, obviously, I think there's you know some connection between changing the supply line and and the uh, the moan and the, and the plumbing. Any any thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. I have to take a, a quick break here, really quick. But when I come back, uh, this is actually a, a moderately common problem. But uh, uh, I will uh, answer that question. Plus, there's a line open for you if you want to call. The number here is three four zero one zero four five. Again, you're listening to In the House on News one zero four five WOKV. Hey, hey! Welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House with Ken and Jared. Appreciate you calling today. Number to dial, 340-1045, All right, before the break, we were talking to Barry in uh, St. John's, and Barry had an issue where he uh, replaced uh, the valve in the toilet, and now uh, he has it makes a groaning noise when he flushes. Is that an accurate description, Barry? Yeah, well, it's not when it flushes. It's as soon as the tank finishes filling up. Then the groan comes. I see. Okay, so there's a, a couple things that it would that it would be. One, it's very common when you get air in the line. So the first thing that I would try is uh, all of the um, uh, uh, basically turn on all of the water in the home. Uh, so every faucet, every sink, go ahead and turn it on and then flush every toilet so that that way what you're trying to do is you're trying to get all of the uh, all of the air out of all of the the lines uh, in the um, uh, in the whole home. So that's one thing that many times will fix it. Also, uh, a lot of times we hear groaning when there is uh, some sort of reducer. So a lot of times uh, at um, faucets or in here it could be in the supply line if there is a reducer in that area many times those reducers will go bad and those will make a, a groaning noise so those are the two things that 
that I would look at when you when you see uh, groaning because it is new. I would say it's probably that supply line that you installed. It's either the air or it's that supply line that you actually installed going um, that you replaced. So it's probably one of those two things. Okay. Now, where would I find that reducer? It's it's within the um, the supply line itself. So, did you replace the actual supply line, or just what exactly did you replace in the toilet? Just uh, the the valve coming out of the wall, and then the okay. line going up to the the tank. Okay, so it would be within within those two. So the first thing I would try is the um, uh, is uh, what I talked about with turning all of the water on. If that doesn't do it, then it's then chances are obviously it's one of those two things that you just installed. So I may just replace uh, both of those with new ones uh, just okay. to just to make sure it's not it. And I got okay. I got to. So I apologize. I got to go fast. I'm trying to get another um, caller in before the end of the show because we've come to the end. So, thanks, Barry. Appreciate it. All right, let's go to Lynn in Middleburg. Lynn, you're in the house. How can I help you? Yeah, I've got a new house in Middleburg, and I'm starting to see uh, stress fractures in the stuck hole. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to figure out how to one repair those. And I'm really concerned because in my neighborhood, I see lots of houses that look like they have spidering in the stuck hole. Yeah. How old is the home? Uh, about a year and a half now. I'm uh, just shy of two. Hmm. And is it is it the house block construction or wood frame construction? Wood frame. Wood frame. Okay. So um, one, I would put the I would put the builder on notice. Um, as quickly as possible that you see the cracks. You want to document it as quickly as possible. Uh, it, this very possibly is a minor issue, and this very possibly is a major issue. Uh, and so either way, it's a good idea to put the builder on notice or, uh, sooner rather than later. And then I would start documenting uh, the size, location of the cracks. So before you do any repairs, I would take photos of it. Um, uh, with some sort of measurement tool or, or thing where you can compare later on uh, what um, what the different sizes are. So when we look at stucco, stucco cracks, it's, it's concrete stucco cracks, and so it is um, uh, uh, it, it is something that you know that is extremely common. Uh, now there are a lot of stucco defect cases going on right now. When we look at stucco over the top of wood frame, uh, there's an v- extremely particular way that it's got to be done. Uh, there's got to be an, enough expansion joints. There's got to be uh, a secondary water barrier. There has to be what's called weep screeds, which uh, we know the water's going to get through the stucco, and then there's a secondary water barrier that goes behind it. You have to have what's called a drainage plane, meaning that the water has to move behind the stucco and then there has to be an area for the water to actually get out and then the thickness of the stucco matters the mixture of sand versus cement versus water has to be right so it's just a there's a lot to do when it comes to stucco and if any one of those things are done incorrectly then there's a uh you know, then there's a lot of potential problems with it. So mm-hmm. if it's just a minor stucco crack, then a lot of times I still want you to document it, still want you to tell the builder, but then you can use like either patching compounds or you can use like a nice uh, thick paint that will actually um, span the stucco cracks if they're not too big. Um, 
uh, as a temp, you know, as a measure. And if it goes away and never comes back, then it's not a problem. But it very well it could be that this is the beginning of a of a large issue. So, um, so where exactly are you noticing the stucco cracks right now? Uh, both front of the house, side of the house. I've got some columns like you might see on a uh, colonial style, and and the cracks are less uh, than. A, uh, a dime size, and I'm really thinking about, as I see a lot of the houses in the community, uh, look like they're starting to get this spider look in their stucco. Yeah. So I definitely would contact the builder since it's such a new home. and okay. uh, and But I want you to document it now. Uh, again, this may v- very well be a minor issue, but... All major issues in stucco start with minor things, and so if you're seeing a lot of hairline cracks in a short time period, that potentially could be a sign that there was some stuff done wrong with the stucco. I know that I, I'm personally, uh, throughout the state, you know, we're replacing millions of dollars worth of stucco that was done incorrectly. I mean, I, I'm, I'm literally on three multifamily projects right now where all the stucco has to be pulled off. I'm on, uh, you know, 10 different houses where, uh, in, you know, throughout the state where the stucco was done incorrectly, where we have to replace it. So there's, it's not, uh, it's, again, and then there's other ones where it's just a minor issue. So uh, I don't want to scare you, but at the same time, I, I don't want you to, uh, I don't want you to look past this either. So uh, notify the builder, and then document it uh, through uh, through photographs. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, thanks, brother. Really appreciate it. Um, and that is why I like siding way more than stucco. I uh, um, uh, siding is just so much better. Hardy board siding is the is is really the best. Uh, I I had um, uh, interviewed. Um, an engineer, uh, I guess it was about two years ago now, year and a half, two years ago, and this is this engineer is really good. He's an expert in stucco, and I've I've done a lot of research on stucco over the top of wood frame, and um, I I interviewed him a couple years ago about how to properly do stucco because we're seeing all of these stucco defect cases, and I said, well, how do you properly do stucco over wood frame? And he told me something during the break which I found really interesting, which is he said that there is no way to do it 100% right. Uh, meaning that there's always going to be some failure area. And so I personally like siding, hardy board siding, way more than stucco. Now, don't get me wrong. I do stucco. I have stucco on my own personal house, but it's over block. Stucco over block is fine. Stucco over wood frame, it's really, really difficult to do right. And so um, I personally like uh, James Hardy siding, so that's what I personally would do.